said goodbye to me tonight. Start the fire, buddy! Come on, man, play something from Stranger! We strictly do 80s Joel music, sir. And why you needed me to. 80s Billy Joel do up sucks! Hey, listen, motherfucker, we always sing 80s Joel! So take your skate, cook your wife, and get the fuck out of here! Shit! Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of College Football Uncensored, brought to you by Saturday Down South in Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck. With me as always, Chris Marler. Chris, interesting game last night. <laughs> we both had interesting games, huh? Yeah, yeah, we did. That was uh, two play calls that I thought were pretty dog shit uh, on both sides. That was I don't know yeah. why they threw the end zone for y'all's game. So, backstory: Our kicker has been like dog shit. He yeah. he had missed like his Heard last that. like five like field goals. Mm-hmm. Like we just started going for two on extra points. He was missing extra points, so it's like yeah, I could see them wanting to score a touchdown, and you know he threw it one on one, so it's like you can't get it picked. Right. You know I didn't hate it. I know a lot of people hated it, but it is what it is. I mean, it's I'm just at this point like this is the toughest stretch. It sucks that we haven't won one of them. Clemson yeah. next week, you know, at oh, home maybe, fuck. but we just got so many damn injuries, and our, our depth is just not not good enough for that. So we're, we're struggling right now. Yeah. Your game was fucking crazy too, man. <laughs> so I, mean, I couldn't have – You, you couldn't have been more frustrated watching that game. Tyler, I was on a party bus coming back from Athens with people that had been drinking since 9.30 in the morning. Oof. And they were probably all rooting for Texas A&M. No, 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 no. It was so my this was my favorite part. The the people that were they were just there to in good spirits. Um, they just wanted a good game. Surely the entire country and not that entire bus was going for for Texas A and M like, oh hold on. Oh god. Are we are we live on the show? Are we starting the show? Oh yeah. So we are started, we're recording. Oh my god. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is this real? This isn't a bit. Hold on. I was sitting on something. I'm sitting on a Peter, Tyler. I'm Whoa, sitting on a Peter. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Man, I was not sure what was going on there. <laughs> Four and two. <laughs> we're halfway through the fucking season, and I'm 75% on picks. So here's what I here's what I'm saying. I want to start off in a way that weeds out the crowd that's already here to hate me. Cause that's, I found a big, I found a big old bunch of them last night. Okay. Oh God. Um, I tweeted something I knew I shouldn't have, but it's fine. Oh, I thought you meant on the party bus. Oh no. That was just one person. Was your like, girlfriend? Was his best friend. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, I mean, anyway, but um, so I was wrong about Auburn. I was wrong that they were going to beat Penn State. I was wrong that Tennessee was going to lose to LSU or whatever. That I thought Vegas was in something. Who? What did I say about Kentucky a couple weeks ago? Oh yeah, I, I mean we both said it. Their offense wasn't any good, and then you take Levis out, right? But also that offensive line was going to struggle. I said that in the beginning of the season, right? Yep. South Carolina. What did I say about Arkansas when they were undefeated? These losses are coming, and believe me, they're coming. You lost three in a row. And I hate that for those teams. That's I'm not trying to talk shit about those teams or those fan bases. 75% in picks. 
I had I had a, who did I have winning the national championship? Georgia. Nope. Ohio State. Uh huh. Yeah. Over Georgia. Who looks like the who looks who are the top two teams in the country ranked right now? Definitely Ohio State. No, no, I'm saying ranked. It's Ohio State and Georgia. Oh yeah, yeah. So before anyone gets mad at the things I'm going to say tonight, oh god, or have said on Twitter. Just know, it's like that meme. The worst person you know just made a great point. And I've been I've been right for almost the entire year. So <sighs> let's get it going. Wow. What I'm trying Where to say is start? I'm right and you're wrong if you disagree with me. We start with Utah UCLA? <laughs> no. So who, what do you want to start with? It's like I I well let's first off let's talk about I, I want to give a shout out to several people. Um Josh Hancher, our friend that's been on the show like a thousand times, dog stats on Twitter, love him to death. Had uh, I'd missed him in, in Athens, missed a couple people in Athens for my girlfriend's third birthday um, of last week, which I've already made that joke to her, so I think I'm allowed to say it on here. Um, had a blast in Athens with her and her friends and, and all that kind of stuff. Ran into Jeff Williams um, at his tailgate. Um, and then ran into a guy named Warren, who was from Cumming. Um, and then another kid named, who's an Auburn fan, and I want to say his name was Hudson, and I feel like I might be wrong about that, and I feel like shit. I met him and his girlfriend as I was walking back. Um, all of them fans of the show. Uh, and Jeff got us some golf stuff for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, for I mean, for, I mean. Um, but yeah, so it was like a, Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, and my, I left my clubs at Rich's house. I don't think I'm ever going to get them back. It's my fault. Um, it's def- <laughs> definitely my fault. But um, no, so it was it was a lot of fun. We ran into some listeners. Uh, it was funny because I ran into one listener who was like, who was like Marler, and I was like, oh god, especially in Athens. I you know I always have that fear like someone's gonna hit me in the face, yeah. especially in Athens. And somebody was like, um, are you here with Liz or producer Dan or Tyler? And I was like, no, well Liz, but she's at a different tailgate. And they're like, oh, all right, see you later, dude. And I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's amazing. That's good, man. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, all right, why don't we just go like in in order of like the games and how they, you know, the noon games, three thirty games, that kind of thing. Why don't we open up and talk about the Bama A&M game? You want to start there first? Yeah, probably so. It's probably the most impactful. Bama dropped the two spots in the polls, so it mattered in the polls as well. Okay. All right. No. Didn't think it was that impactful, but I mean, okay. They ended up winning. No, did they? Now, because yeah. I, it felt like it wasn't from what I was gathering from people. Well, I mean, as I said before, you couldn't have felt great watching the game. No, it was awful. It was awful. So <laughs> I, I just had such a great day. It was hard for me to be in a super bad mood about it. Um, I ran a take by Jeff, my best friend Jeff, uh, earlier. Um, and I said, I think this is a bad take, but I wanted to run it by you first. And he confirmed that it was, he thought it was a bad take. And I would sound like a bitch and make myself, quote, sound even less likable and more like a Bama homer than I already am. So should I just say it or should I just not? Should I, just not I mean, it? we're here for the bad takes. I don't think there's a team in the country that drops two spots in the polls after winning a football game with their backup quarterback in who had three turnovers in the game. I don't, I don't, I just don't like, I don't think a and is a great football team. I don't think Bama looked good yesterday. I don't think, 
But I don't know if there's another team in the country that catches that much heat for winning a game with a backup quarterback that was responsible for three turnovers when you're when you're missing the Heisman Trophy winner on the sidelines for the whole game. That's all. They dropped two I, spots. I win. beg to differ. Okay. I've seen it happen before. You have not. 2014, Florida State. Maybe so maybe maybe that's who Bama is. They well they we seem a lot more motivated than by 2014. Morgan, I'm going to lose my mind. That would suck. Um, and that would also mean that you're definitely winning the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, no, no. But like, uh, you know, we had Jameis. He wasn't injured. He got suspended. We beat Clemson at home, barely yeah. in overtime. And uh, we dropped to like number four and like right. just never recovered. But I don't think that's the same. I mean, I just... Bama just couldn't like it felt like they dominated the game, but they just couldn't get out of their own way. They had a lot of turnovers. You missed two field goals. And, and again, here's the thing though, but AM is not a good football team. You knew no. that you had a backup quarterback in. And of you of course Tans King was looking the best he'd ever looked, though. Of course. Of yeah. course. And you still have a 24 and a half point favorite. So it wasn't like there was um uh oh, okay, that's fair. Somebody said Bama put themselves in that spot by gloating for all those years. Now nobody has any sympathy for that team as a whole. That's fair. I can see that. Um, and, I, and I don't, so like, and I'm not looking, I'm, this is not like a woe is me or like a victim thing. I, I, I just think like, I think Ohio state right now is playing like the best team in the country. Right. We'll get to this after the Georgia thing. You call it whatever you want. Cause I've said at the start of the year and I still believe it once they get healthy, Georgia wins the SEC championship. I don't think Georgia's a better team than Alabama right now. I don't. There's just not. There's just like there's not outside of the Oregon game, which was the first game of the year. They haven't done anything that makes me think that like, man, what we're we're a week removed. Like we're a week removed from the game at Mizzou. But I think focusing on this game, Jalen Milrow did stuff in that game to lose for sure. Bama did stuff to lose. But I will say, if you're trying, like. I'm glad they got away. They got out of there and got away with a win. Um, out. But Jalen Milrow not only having ball security issues where you have them inside of your own territory. That was a big thing, too. It wasn't like he was just having fumbles. It was fumbling on your own side of the field, fumbling in key situations. Uh, you know, he has the interception. He had a couple of passes that probably should have been intercepted also. That was that was not good. But missing the field goals and stuff like that where you had a chance to put him away and you didn't. But I, I think, you know, one thing that I, I watched last night that was – that blew my mind that kid if he gets in the open field if he gets in the open field he's like he's dangerous and and, and makes the defense kind of squirm right mm-hmm. so at any point this season most likely when that kid steps on the field against whoever he's playing whether it's if he's you know if he's on the same field with will anderson or jameer gibbs or hendon hooker or Georgia's Malachi Starks might be one of the few people uh, that that might you know be different than this. But like, he when he steps in the field, he's a better athlete than everyone else on the field, right? Yeah. So why this kid continues to roll when he is in trouble to the short side of the field makes no sense to me. Like, get to where you have more space. The de- because the defense can't be in in man. You cannot turn your back to him and risk him taking off. So right. they're going to be in zone and that softens up the zone and allows your receivers to keep moving and, and get open all that kind of stuff. So I just think, you know, I think there's stuff to take away that are positive. 
Bama had they had 51 dropbacks and they were pressured on 28 of those. Yeah, and I mean, look, I, I think Trevor makes a good point, and I know he's, he's, he's been spot on for days. But yeah, the 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 Aggie D line had a good night. I was really impressed with some of the receivers that stepped up for AM. Uh, you know, you had the true freshman Evan Stewart that had a really good game. He made the sick grab between two defenders for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what the fuck was that? M- Mushi Muhammad's kid, like Moose. I thought he. Ca- I, I felt like every time A and M needed a big reception, he was stepping up. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, man. I mean, it just did feel like had Bama had Bryce Young or had Milrow at least just not turn the ball over as much, it wouldn't have been nearly as close. Right. Um, you know, it's tough to it's tough to lose a game. What was the turnover margin? Five or four? Bama's bad at turnovers. <laughs> so do they have five? No, we had four. And then but they, they also like they were they came in, I think, at, at minus three. Tough to do. Did A and M have any? I think that Trevor, help me out here. I think they had one. What's up, Mears? Um, I think they had one. Here, I'll, I'll pull it up real quick. And here, you know, here's the other thing too. I wanted to say this before we forgot because I know that we do focus, and this is a lot of it's yeah, my fault. But we focus did. a lot they, about they Bama. Threw a pick. Okay, pick. we focus a lot about Bama. Um, yeah, it was towards the end of the first half. Um, but like, you do have to credit Texas A&M for going into that environment. Going when you had your backs against the wall, you you, you lose Max Johnson. You have a couple other guys out. Um, you have all you have all the motivation in the world. You just lost. You got your brains beat in a little bit by Mississippi State. You you, you know Bama's just going to run the ball in your throat. I thought it. Everyone thought it, and they did. That didn't happen. Like those freshmen, they grew up in a big way last night. I thought that was really impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, um, much closer game than anyone expected. Um, mm-hmm. You got a hat tip to A and M. Honestly, like, all right, let me just ask you point blank: When they were down there at the two, did you think oh, they I, were going to score? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so here's the other part. This is the part of the misery of watching this fucking game. <laughs> We're on a party bus back from Athens. My phone dies in the first half. Liz gives me her phone. This girl on the party bus, I hear, I, I'm, I am ready to be home, right? Cause the party bus left at 8 PM as the game was starting out. You've been to Athens. It's an hour and 15 minute drive. Mm-hmm. Both trips took two and a half hours up there and back. And I'm sitting there, and it's about to be halftime. Bama kind of looks like shit. And, and this girl goes, hey, I not to me. She's like, I just told the bus driver he has to stop because I have to pee. It's like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm about to pee my pants. So we, we have to stop. We had already made one trip. When I tell you that I it took everything I had not to lose my fucking mind. So then, so then we're sitting there for the rest of the trip. I get home. I, like, you know, haul ass back to the apartment because they drop us off in the front. There, a couple people come in, and this one girl is sitting at the house with us or with me. Everyone else goes out to the Ivy. She just sits over with me, and she's like, "Hey, I have to charge my phone." I'm like, "You're in for a treat because <laughs> Bama's in a fucking dogfight with unranked Texas A&M in the fourth quarter." And so I'm like a mess, and Bama, I'm like, "We need a fucking pick, or we need a sack." I was like, "I like I, I would blank someone's blob for for an interception right now." Damn, that is. And we get an interception, and I go, I was like, yes, oh God. yes, fuck you, get out, go home. Like, not to her. Yeah, yeah. But I say, and this girl, as casual as can be, just goes, there's a flag. And I was like, what did you say? She's like, there's a flag on the field. There's a flag on the play. And I was like, cool, glad there is. 
And then they're like, pass interference overturned. And so, so what was crazy was they had a situation like this earlier in the game where they 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 drew up a good play. Like it, you know, misdirection. You roll out to the right. You bring your you bring yep. that tight end under and across the field, like wide ass open. And wide then, ass open. Yeah. And Jimbo, Jimbo is a fucking offensive genius and a QB whisperer, and that's the play call he went with. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah. No, it, it seemed weird. I mean, to me, I always wonder why, you know, these guys don't roll out their mobile QBs and just if, if there's no play to be had, at least the quarterback. That That's like a very low percentage throw in the first place. Yeah. And he wasn't even in the end zone when he was going to catch it. Right. I didn't get that part. I understood the, the jump ball and I understood, but it was just weird. I don't know. Yeah, it was, was a strange play. I yeah. wonder if it went the way they wanted it to. I, don't, I didn't hear what they said after, but. It just seemed weird. Jimbo said they had a backup QB. Yeah, that's who. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I mean, he's the starter, but he got benched and right now he's twice, back. two years in a row. Well, he didn't get benched last year, but no, I thought I thought it was a I thought it was a great game. I thought it was a good job by A and M. And and now listen, there are problems here for Alabama. It's not like it's I, I don't I'm not walking you know whistling through the graveyard and telling you that like everything's fine and and been like big oh, matchup you know, coming up next week. They're gonna get beat. They're going to get beat by Tennessee. It kind of feels like it, doesn't it? So go, Joey Galloway said this last night, and I don't know if he's wrong, but he was like, it'll be interesting to see if if Tennessee is favored in that game. Because I think if you look at these two teams, like they they are they are very equal, and Tennessee should be favored. If you watch them play, he, he said watch them play today, which, sure. Yeah, um, I mean – Tennessee looked the best they have all year, and Bama had a backup quarterback. Sure, yeah. So no, I forgot. I forgot about he was a backup because I didn't hear. I, you know, it was funny, Tyler, because I heard that I heard that argument used for why Bama's win over Texas wasn't impressive because the backup quarterback and how they should have won because the backup quarterback. But I didn't hear that ever brought up about Bama and why they struggled yesterday, which was weird. Which is weird. It's tough. So. We'll say Texas looked pretty good yesterday. Texas is a pretty good football team. Two losses by four total points. One of those on the road. The other one to the number one team in the country. Pretty good team. Not bad. Better with yours. Yeah, they look good with yours. Huh? So, all right, let's let's skip off the band again. Let's talk about something else. What are, what are we going to talk about? Because there's a couple of things that I do want to bring up from, um, from different games on this. See, I I we need to we need to talk about Mississippi State. I mean. Look, I get it. Uh, KJ Jefferson didn't play. RJ Jefferson. RJ, yeah. RJ Jefferson. Um, but man, dominating. 40 to 17. Again. 568 total yards of offense. Cowbells just ringing all yeah. game long. What, what were you most impressed about? I mean, Rodgers was 395, three, three tutties, no picks. Right. Third straight win where you put up over 40 points, third straight win where you won by three scores. Um, you know, you beat a, a ranked A&M team. You, you beat an Arkansas team that was ranked the week before. You, you've only lost is now at, at Death Valley at night. Um, I, like. I, I, if I'm Georgia, I'm, I'm kind of side-eyeing this this team right now. Well, now explain why that is, Tyler. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond in a complete dickheadish way. Well, it's simple. I think Mississippi State looks pretty good. And there's yeah. a early November game in Starkville mm-hmm. against Georgia, who 
in my opinion, since the Oregon game has not looked fantastic. I mean, they're not, they're still a top three team, but But. they don't, they're not, you know, this doesn't look like the continuation of the start of a dynasty team. Like they look beatable. Well, the good news is you don't have to play that road game until November 12th, right? November 12th. And, okay. and in between now and then you get home games, you get Vandy, you get a you get a neutral site against Florida. What about Tennessee? Tennessee's it now. Listen, Tennessee's a good football team, man. You know what's impressive? Let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about that because I think the Mississippi State thing, I just want to touch on this real quick, right? I think they beat they beat Arkansas. They looked really good doing it. I know Arkansas had a backup QB and all that kind of stuff, but Mississippi State beat them by over 20 points, which I thought was really, really impressive. And the one thing about Mississippi State that we don't talk enough about, and I've said this a thousand, a thousand times this year, um, is that defense is really good. Zach Arnett's defense is good. They get after the quarterback. He blitzes you nonstop. He makes the quarterback uncomfortable. I, I've, I'm, like, really impressed with Mississippi State. I, I said this before Bama went to the Arkansas, A&M, Tennessee three-game stretch. They would lose one of those games. Bama's played really, really well against Mississippi State when they've had a like under under Mike Leach and the air attack or yeah air raid, but there's no I don't there's zero chance that I think Bama wins both those games those next games. Mississippi State's good enough to beat Bama, especially with the game at home. Um, now shifting gears to the other part of that, and we already have my first. Um, oh my God, UGA won a championship with a with a backup quarterback, Tyler. Kid has over 20 starts in his career at that point. He's a backup, though. He played the entire season. He's a backup, though. I just want you to know. JT Daniels did so much for that team last year. He took, he took you to a he took you to a huge win against Clemson early on. I mean, just the offense was fucking lights out with him in that game. I mean, he, what was it? It was 10 to 3. They scored an offensive touchdown that game? No, they did not. They did not. Okay. Um, anyway. Moving on from that, is Texas that good or is Oklahoma that bad? I I hate when we do this. I think Texas like it's they won forty nine to nothing. Why do we? Why can we not give Texas fucking credit for anything? Well, to be fair, Oklahoma got blown out by TCU the weekend before. Who is good? Who's undefeated? Good, good. We're gonna fight. But, Hold on. This well, is... Oklahoma's three and three. They put up less than two hundred yards of total offense against Texas. Ooh, I think it's a, a it's a mixture point. of both. I I do think that. That Texas is a good team, and hell, I'll say it. Ever since I went to Austin, they've looked dominant. That's true. They are so. <laughs> but if West Virginia when I was there, yeah. Now Oklahoma. That's another team that doesn't play a lot of, of games away from home. But it also, we need to fear. Are there any voicemails from the Bama game or the Mississippi State game? Um, uh, I'm sure there are. Okay, so but so while you're looking at that, I was going to say this. I I had this epiphany the other day about this because we we refuse as a country. We are not. Um, shut up, beer dog. Don't do this to me. Uh, that's a very good point, actually. It's a very good point. Um, no, we just refuse to give Texas any credit. And I, it just says so. Facebook user has said we don't give Texas Facebook credit for the same reason we don't give Bama credit. Mind you, Texas hasn't won as much as Bama lately, sir. That's putting or ma'am, that's putting it very mildly. Um, but, but here's the thing. I thought about this the other day. It, it hit me. We refu- one of the biggest things we heard about Texas, right, going into the year, about how they're not any good. They went five and seven. That was one. And the other was what, Tyler? What was the one game people brought up from a year ago where they refused to give Texas credit? They lost yeah. to. Who? 
Kansas. Texas oh, yeah. lost to Kansas. They can't yeah. be any good. And now you're a year removed from that. Kansas is 5-1. and one, Was undefeated before Saturday. Lost by single digits to an undefeated TCU team after losing their starting quarterback in the game. Well, to be fair, coming into the season, it was pretty egregious to lose to, Texas, uh, to Kansas at any point. If you're Texas. Yeah, but, or, or maybe Kansas was starting to turn that program around. But we wouldn't have known that. No, no, no. We do now, though. We do now. So why are, we still, why are we still pretending that Texas isn't a good football team? Why, like, if it's not the thing about the the Quinn Ewers thing, which is fine, that's a that's a fine argument. Why are we still arguing they're not a good football team? Because it's it's like the Bama thing aside. Texas is a really good football team. Like like I don't know, really good. I think they're a top twenty, top fifteen team in the country. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I think it's fair. I I, I do agree with you. Yeah. Um. All right. We don't need to go into the Texas OU game, though. I, I think we go to the Tennessee no. LSU game here. Wait, there's no calls? Oh, yes, there is. There is. Okay. Let's do that. We'll do that. We're All off right. today. Present. Share screen. Share this, but then. Nope. How do we block out people's numbers? I think I can. All right. I don't think anyone can see it. Okay. And I think they should be able to hear it. So let's okay. start here. Let us know if you can't. Go dogs, Jake Kennedy. I can't hear shit. Just put the fucking thing up on the, on the screen. That's fine. What are you doing? Can you hear, not hear it? I can't hear anything. You've been playing it the whole time, idiot? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Can the people hear it? I doubt it. Oh, God. Uh, I couldn't hear you because all I could hear was the, the call. Okay. All right, let's try this again. Good Lord. All right. No, Grant says Share we cannot. Screen. Can't hear. Okay, nobody can hear. That's that's a good start. Share tab audio. That's what we want. Okay, now I realize people can see this right now. Oh, okay. here we go. I think I do this. Now let's try this. All right. Let me start this over. Good All right, tell you. me if you can hear it. Holy son of a motherless goat. Hey, roll tide, baby. Roll freaking tide, son. Screw you, Jimbo Fisher. Hope you wet your bed tonight thinking about how you could have beat the code two times in a row. Screw you. God, freaking hate. Oh, roll tide, son. Why is my face so red? Oh, oh. oh, man. What's going on? I can't do it. <laughs> this Bama team, this, they, 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 they're running thin, man. I can't. Oh, man. Um, My man's... You know, good, uh, I mean, it was a bad win tonight. I mean, it was a bad win. <laughs> I feel bad for Jalen Miller. I mean, he held it together. But you know what? I mean, and you know, good, all those, those shots of Bryce hugging him, I mean, that just warmed my heart. I mean, I almost cried like every time. Uh, and I almost was crying at the end because I almost lost. But 
uh, turnovers, man, they're not cool. Um, but you know, I'm proud of our, I'm proud of the boys that, that you know fought through it um, and uh, overcame that adversity. I think it's it's priming them. Uh, I think I think it's, it's um, it just building building character in the right way. I think I think they're going to be a fan is going to be an even better team for it by the end of the year. Um, don't know if it's going to be good enough to win a championship because it just doesn't you know just man, golly, hey, you know what? Roll Tide can't freaking stand Jimbo Fisher, son. I can't. I'm almost happier that it was like this and ripped it out of his hands last second because that didn't blow out because, I mean, you know, it kind of expected the book. You know, we gave him hope. We gave him hope. And we stripped it away from him last second. Hope, hope he goes home crying tonight. All right, boys. I, you know what? I love you guys. Um, uh, You know what? <clears throat> uh, roll side. Love that guy. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've heard him call before. That might have been one of the top five classic calls we've ever had that top he, three that, he didn't that know where guy. to go like he was like want to talk shit then he's like maybe perhaps coming emotional at one point yeah composed himself and then was like back to reality it was really we weren't great tonight uh you know boys got to get focused then he was all about building character then he's talking shit at the end again love it trevor garza says haha you didn't beat it beat us two times in a row is a unique flex <laughs> It is. <laughs> so, it is. so this is that kind of call is the main reason I wanted to start the the call in line, because because yeah. there's nothing funnier than the stream of consciousness and a stream of conscious thoughts, like just spewing out of us as fans after games like that. I that was, man. Uh, we okay. So that was at eleven thirty five. Here's one at twelve twenty one a.m. Fuck. Hey, T-Hook, I'm Chris, this is Zach from South Carolina, big old dog fan here. Now, I'm Chris, and now you're a little puckered tonight from that Texas A&M Alabama game. That's okay. Hayden's getting old. You can't really recruit that well. You know, we know the receiver excuse from last year. Now you got a backup for QB that can't do a whole lot. But that's not what I'm calling. Congratulations on the win, by the way. I just want to say this about the Georgia-Auburn game, and I hope this goes through well. Here you go. All right, we get the point on that one. That's, That's so good. good. There's like a minute of that that plays. <laughs> yeah, Willie Gray said, did I miss anything important? No, you came in at the perfect time, man. Uh, yep. That was good. That was good. All right, here's another one. What's up, guys? It's Bo again. Um, that Bama game was, was something else, but you know what? <laughs> Fuck Jimbo, first of all. I hope that mm, I hope that I can't even say it. That's it. That's, That's it. it. He hung up. <laughs> Alright, we got one more from this game. Oh my god. Marler, T-Huck. It's Andy Goins, your resident Bama fan. Sorry that I sound like James Earl Jones this morning. I was in Tuscaloosa last night for the game, and uh, I'm just glad we won. But, man, Milro, you got to have to do more than uh, run the ball. you, you got to at least try and throw it. <sighs> but, I don't know. Hearing the student section chant, fuck you, Jimbo, was pretty satisfying. But, as you can see, I yelled as much as I could on third and fourth down to help the team out. I paid my tithes to the Church of Saban, and uh, if we don't have Bryce Young against Tennessee, then I'll go ahead and buy some whiskey to 
drown our tears. Yeah. Maybe I'll drink Tennessee whiskey for them. I don't care. Fuck the balls. I hate orange. <laughs> I love it. That was some good. That was some good. Uh, I've, I sense a lot of Jimbo hate. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome okay. to the dark side. So let's, let's what game do we want to talk about next? Because we let's I, talk I, about Tennessee LSU. Tennessee LSU. So I this was my my biggest takeaway from this that, that like stuck out to me was one, there's like some of these plays that we've been talking about, like with like the bets and stuff. Tennessee first half and Tennessee to score first almost feel like like system plays at this point. Like yeah, they for real. And so I texted you guys. I was like, it's I said Mississippi State to score first, Tennessee to score first. And if you miss the best bets, we put them up on the YouTube channel every week. Posted them this past week. Had six bets. They were Tennessee to score first, Tennessee first half money line, Mississippi State to score first, um, Ole Miss to score first, Bama minus 14 first half, and Duke minus first half or money line uh, in the first half. Um, Duke didn't cover. Bama didn't cover. Also missed a $187 parlay from the Bama thing because mm. of that. Um, but went four and two in the picks, but I was like texting you guys. I was like, I mean, Tennessee comes out and and they do arguably a better job than anyone in the country of getting on you early. And, and when they're on script, they're really good. And I remember talking about this with Chris Gordy and I was like, you know, I, I, I got, I got swung into the whole death Valley, you know, mojo. And it kind of convinced me that like maybe maybe they're gonna be able to hold on there and they'll somehow win this game. Maybe Vegas knows something. And if you look at the line, it was three and a half at open. Tennessee was favored, and it dropped down to two and a half before kickoff. And that's after we found out LSU was missing their starting left tackle. The true freshman had to go to the hospital the night before. Very odd situation. But when we were talking about this with with um, Chris Gordy on the the preview show, I remember saying I was like, Tennessee's gonna be on script, which they're great at. Um, even last year, it's a, 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 the best defense of all time against Georgia. They, they scored first. Um, and you're coming off a bye week. You know, there was just a lot of like things that I thought were going to, were going to help Tennessee continue to do what they do. And Gordy said the, this exact sense. He goes, if they, he's like, you know, I think if, if LSU's going to have to score with them early, if you look up though, and you find yourself, you know, you're down 20 to nothing. And that was the exact number he used 20 to nothing. You know, then you're going to be in trouble. It's going to be a long day. And they were down 20 to nothing in the first half of this game. And it was, I mean, it was all Tennessee. It was all Tennessee. Well, it was all LSU giving the game to Tennessee as well. Well, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I, you start the game by taking the kickoff off your chest and giving the ball, giving them the ball inside like the 30 yard line. That's the worst possible start you can have against Tennessee. Yeah. It's just I felt like LSU – look, I don't think it would have gone differently as far as score-wise it may have. I think Tennessee is definitely the better team. Don't get me wrong. But, man, you can't think of a, a worse way to start a game no. than the way LSU did. Producer Dan was hot. Now, listen. Did you follow the Twitter timeline did through the game? No, because I saw it in real time with our text. Should we, should, should we call Producer Dan? Hold on. Text him. Make sure he's okay with coming on. He's First. not. No, I mean, he's... Uh, but you could give him a text. Yeah, he, he well, his Twitter timeline, he was demanding respect for the full state of Louisiana. Nah. Yeah, it was he was going through some things. Um that happens. I've, I've been there. I've been there a lot. Um uh, in fact, yeah, I've tried to stay away from that lately because I've said some crazy things. Not me, brother. 
<laughs> I like to stay up till 2.15 in the morning. Lean into it. Um, all right, we're, gonna, we're sending out a feeler to producer Dan. See if he wants to join, talk about it, um, and, and see what he says. Well, if not, we understand. We've all been there. We've all been there as fans. This is not something we're making fun of Dan about because we love Dan to death. No, I'm, um, I'm the no, absolute worst. I, I do think – so what impressed me most about this game, just talking about this game in general, Tennessee's, Tennessee's defense – I think they had like, do they have five sacks in this game? Like they, Tennessee's defense stepped up a bunch in this game. And, and I do think there's part of me that, that is, you know, thinks that LSU's offense might not be that good. They, they put up 300 yards passing, but it was pretty clear that that was a lot of that was like, you know, after the game was well in hand, um, the two turnovers did not help. Um, and uh, fuck you, Jeff Williams. <laughs> just, um, oh, Dan's here. Fuck yes. All right, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Dan Matthews, our producer. We love Dan. Um, So listen, (laughs) we're just talking about the LSU game. Oh God. Okay, so we've had some angry calls already, and we know. So we, I didn't. I want to let you know I didn't bring this up. Tyler brought it up. Yeah. Okay. So you yell at him. Your Twitter timeline was upset with good reason. Uh Yeah. What were your thoughts on the game yesterday from the, from an LSU fan standpoint? Because I think, and I love you to death, I'm saying this in a good way, I think that you overreacted in the best of ways, mm-hmm. and it's not the sky is not falling still. No, I mean, it was frustrating. There's no doubt. Um, you know, just, I mean, you start the way that they did with muffing the kick, and then uh, you just can't really get anything going offensively, and then they couldn't get off the field on third down um just I mean it was just frustration after frustration and it was just kind of like I don't know like I think like more than anything with me it was how did we get here like you know like I I love that like with uh you know everybody oh you just won a national title a couple years ago yeah this makes this shit even worse uh you know I mean it's just like that's what's so frustrating about it is it's never a question of talent and I think that like more than anything is I'm a believer in Brian Kelly like that not going to change i i i think that his teams would always improve at notre dame but it's just like how in the two biggest games of the year do you come out and you're flat to start like i uh, you know people can say noon kick all that stuff like it's not like you didn't know that you were playing against tennessee it's not like you know when you get the chance to get the football first the number one most important thing is the ball so you catch the damn ball um they struggled with that in both games no they did on special teams yeah so uh brian polian what's up um but no i mean that's just that's the frustrating part of it all right what do you think they go from here i mean i i I was just saying i actually thought it was kind of like you start that way it's going to be very tough especially against and i don't want to take you know credit away from tennessee they're the better team clearly they were favored in the game on the road you can't but you start a game like that you you elect to receive the ball or at least i don't know if they deferred whatever you receive the ball you have got starting like that against a team like tennessee who could put points on the board it's the worst thing possible thing you could do yeah and it just i mean i just felt like they never gave themselves a chance in the game no they didn't and i mean and that was the frustrating part is there's still talent i mean they're still talented enough to be able to get somebody in a given week um, I don't think that that's going to change, but I mean, you're right. I mean, 
in in two of the biggest games like I, I just don't really like understand you know how you can show up and, and not be ready like yeah. I, it's just that's what that's what they looked like and you know everybody that I talk with there says hey look you know this is as much a rebuild as, as there's going to be um, just because that's how bad it got away from them the last couple of years. And, you know, you're still catching up with scholarships. You're still catching up with, you know, trying to, you know, really uh, make uh, some strides in recruiting as well. But it's also too, you know, it's never a question of talent at LSU. Like you're always going to have talent because mm-hmm. you're going to kids from the New Orleans area, from Southern Louisiana, even go over into Houston and get guys to come play at LSU. It's more than anything. It's just kind of like what I said last week too, like where I was like, I'm just kind of sick and tired of this less miles lookalike where, you know, I, I threw it out there yesterday where I said, they seriously remind me of like a C student who has messed around the entire semester and then they're trying to come back and, and, and trying to like rally to like have a passing grade in the class. And that's really, uh, that's, that's really what they looked like yesterday. And Tyler, you're right. Uh, Tennessee's pretty damn good. And they proved it yesterday. And when you give them more opportunities, it's going to hurt even worse. Yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to get your thoughts because I, you know, your timeline, I was like, Oh buddy. I mean, he's, I've been there. You know, just mounting frustration every th- with every tweet. You're like, you're disrespecting the state at this point. <laughs> but you know, here's the one thing I, I I do I do love about Dan too, though, is that Dan was the he's the glue that keeps that thing going. Tyler, you shut down on oh, Saturdays. Yeah. You're you're a fucking hermit. You go, yeah, you oh, just yeah. go dis- You go to be with Coach Brian to. and just my 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 fraternity group text had 600 messages in it. Like I can't look at my phone. I can't look at my phone during the game because it's like this is constant. Yeah, that sounds so, awful. Six hundred, six hundred missed texts. All right, well, fuck that. All right, Dano, um, give us Thanks, a man. give us a hint at what what movie you're going to use for the the cold open tonight. Ooh, uh, you know it. It a lot of times uh, it, it kind of just depends on like what's uh, what's there in the cold open. Yeah, uh, I I really I just watched Step Brothers again, so I don't yes. know. Maybe uh, you know uh, we're we're uptown girl. California is. Uh, <laughs> uh, Listen, we only do eighties Joel. Suck your whore wife and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Play something from the stranger. The stranger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna get you out of here. We're gonna keep the show going. Well, we, we started early too, so we'll be done no matter what, even if we're late. You guys are the best. Uh, Through the Mets, go Padres. Yeah. Let's go, Dads. All right, see. Ya. Let's go, Dads. Fuck you, Tyler. Uh, you know, Padres is uh, yeah. anyway. a Spanish joke. Um, um, we, yeah. do have a, we do have a, a caller from this. Hold on, this real game. quick. I, I, yeah, I want to keep talking because I feel like we didn't do Tennessee justice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. So Tennessee, I think I think this is what William Gray was saying earlier, too. He said they're getting better each game on defense. That is one thing I think that Tennessee has done a really, really good job of, which is they have – like they had five sacks in this game. They had nine tackles for loss, right? And I understand the injuries that LSU had up front. And they, you know, the O line hasn't necessarily been great. Um, and Dellinger came out of that game too. Like they just they were right. a mess on the O line, right? But you still got to credit Tennessee's defense. I mean, holding holding that team to two yards per carry, under four hundred yards of offense. Um, again, I know they have the three hundred yards through the air and all that kind of stuff, but a lot of it was in garbage time. I mean, this game was it was twenty three to seven at the half. Um, yeah, then you come out and like you know what they really did was like 
you dominate from the start where you're up 13-0 in the first quarter. Um, and that's that's after you made them settle for two field goals, which is really impressive um, because it could have been worse, obviously. But then it's 23-7 at, 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 the, at the end of the uh, first half. And then what does Tennessee do? They go eight plays, 76 yards, uh, first drive of the second half, and they score. Then they get the ball um, with a couple minutes left in the third quarter, and they score again. So at one point, it's 37-7 to going into the fourth quarter, and you have absolutely taken away the crowd. You've taken away the spirit of, of an LSU team, which is I understand early kickoff and all that kind of stuff like Dan was saying, um, and like he brought up as well. But, I mean, that is that is, you like there's nothing better than going on – the road and taking a team's will. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. Um, how about Brew McCoy? Yeah. I mean, if it will win, they get Tillman back, which is this week, which is this week. You got 140 yards out of Brew McCoy in this game. He's starting to come along. People probably remember his name if they follow recruiting at all. But I mean, he was a five star star. All, all man. That's tough to say. Five-star all-world talent coming out of high yeah. school. Um, man, you might have some serious firepower there. To go along right. with Hinton Hooker, who, I mean, this this kid just keeps getting it done. You know, another zero INT game. Um, he didn't have crazy numbers. Two touchdowns, no picks, 239 yards. Also right. ran the ball for 63. But he just doesn't make mistakes. And that's, no, and putting up over 300 yards of offense in any any capacity is is really impressive. Yep. Um yeah, I agree with that. Uh, so, now, before we play this, actually play the audio, and then I want to address one thing. All right. Hey, guys. Ash Williams here. Huge Tennessee fan and longtime pod supporter. Over here, living my best life with my balls rolling over LSU. I live in East Tennessee, and I traveled down to Louisiana for the game, made a whole vacation out of it, had myself a time in New Orleans, drinking on Bourbon Street, then came on up to Baton Rouge for the game. Could not be more happy with the outcome. LSU fans, thank y'all for being so nice. Truly a special and unforgettable experience. Nice people, great stadium, and a perfect outcome with a big balls win. And I want to say a big thanks to Brian Kelly for his very questionable coaching that helped Tennessee. <laughs> thank y'all for letting me talk. Love y'all. Love the pod. Go Vols and suck that smoky dick. <laughs> Who is this? I think she said Ash Williams, maybe. Oh, I love Ash Williams. I fucking love ash williams fuck yes i don't even ash know her and I love awesome her. that's amazing she, suck that smoky dick now listen i think that i think that what ash just did here she's one of my favorite people in the facebook group i fucking love you ash williams we're gonna be rivals this week but i still i have um i don't know what ben diesel did um but but no i i, I think that she's so great but but i think that what she just did was she kind of cheated in my opinion here and, and here's why i think that I think she pre-wrote that. You think because so? Just the cadence of the way she said it. I think she pre-wrote it. I, I want to know, just like a little peel behind the end. Did you, because, but I also, because like the whole point is like, let's get like drunk, angry fans, like off the cup. But I almost like that more because she took it so seriously that she, that it felt like she read that out. Yeah. If she didn't, she's, she's like, like the I want to make sure. Yeah. I, I love that. I didn't pick that up, but I hope she did pre-write it because that means she was like, I want to make sure I get every point across. Yeah. Yeah, I and they that. closed with "suck that that smoky dick." I love it. I mean, that's that's impressive. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, okay, let's see. On. I, I think wanna, we got another one actually. Two things here. I want. Wait, we got. I got things. another one actually. Oh, okay, play that. Play that. 
Hey, T. Huck and Marler. This is Krista Kissinger. Um, I am calling because um, T. Huck dared me on Twitter. Um, so I before did. I even got to my seat, it was 10 nothing. We The beer line was especially long in Tiger Stadium this morning. Um, and it wasn't enough, apparently. Uh, LSU did what it always did, started slow, and um, we played a team that can actually score. It is five o'clock. I have drank probably two bottles of wine at this point, and then whatever seltzer they were serving at the stadium. And we're four and two. So there's that. Go Tigers. I love that. You know, she didn't seem too sad. It's just one of those days. Yeah, you, I mean, and you have them. You have them. Yeah. It's a, good, it's a good league this year, I think, top to bottom. There's a lot of parody in it. It is. You, you have four, four legitimate two. top ten teams in the, in, the, in the SEC this year. Legitimate. That I think could stay there for the whole year. Now, I'm just running through who else you has played thus far. It seems like they have a lot of really tough games left. Yeah, but they've already been a 4-2 and two Florida State team. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's in this, which is two very, I mean, top thirty-five teams. We'll call it Tennessee, obviously a top ten team. Right. Florida State, bottom, you know, top thirty-five. Four and two coming out of that stretch. Still a lot of big names on the schedule left, though. Okay, but here's here's the other thing. What too. is the over under? Because what I was thinking of is what was their over under six? Seven. Seven. Okay, so they're at four. That's same thing with Florida State. We're at four and two. We're, we got seven as well. Yeah. So hey. I, I, I like LSU. I mean, I probably... They're fun, I mean, man. We're going. If you want to go to the game, we're going to the Bama game with Mickey Jeremy. What's the um, date? Okay. I want to address two things in here real quick. Okay? Just just because right. this is why I love the live show. And then we get to talk to like, the fans. So, first, I'm, I'm going... I want to announce this. We're going to do a third podcast this week. And if Tyler can do it, if I know you might not have time. It's fine if you don't. I'm going to I'm gonna at least do one. where I, What I want to do is do a mid-season report and talk to all the fans audience members all that kind of stuff like what you guys think answer questions hear your takes for how the first half has gone for your team for the sec for the country whatever um and just kind of like you know before we get into week seven talk about um grant all says lsu fan what lsu fans does she meet they threaten to throw me down the stairs (laughs) um but just kind of talk about like what you think the season is all that kind of stuff how, how it's been so far, and then if you have any you know predictions for the rest of the year as well. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is this. What we're also going to do is start dealing in reality. Okay, now, Ben Diesel, one of our favorite live listeners in here, said, I didn't mean to make you quite that salty, Chris. What happened was I posted something that, this is going to shock you, Tyler, before the game, an hour before the game, I posted something on Twitter about, you talk all that shit you want in the offseason, Call all the press conferences you want, but at eight o'clock you got to line up. It's you know it's the Kansas line that yeah, we yeah, always Kansas, use for yeah. Kansas. Yeah. Um, I posted that minutes after the game ended. I mean, I mean, fucking minutes after the game ended. This man posts in the Facebook group. Look at these Bama fans out here celebrating like they just won the Super Bowl, like they didn't beat like, and then use use my tweet that I had posted an hour before the game. For this whole thing about, <laughs> he's already in the chat. Like I'm, just yeah. An asshole. About about like, look at these Bama fans celebrating, and it was like that's not fucking remotely close to what happened. So yeah, I know you. I know you like trolling Benny Han. It's fine. The other thing I saw up here is this: 
Um, Zach Woodhurst, not a bad, honestly, it's a burn that is deserved and it was really good. He said, Marler's Twitter feed at two in the morning sounded like Jimbo's stream of thought after the win. Yeah. <laughs> so what, just like a little peel behind the end on the side. I listen, I love college football. It's my favorite fucking thing in the world. It's, uh, it's, it's so great. And so I miss a lot of it yesterday. So when I got home from like the Ivy or whatever, whatever bar we had to go to afterwards, um, at like one o'clock, I just was getting caught up on all the games. And, then, and so then, then what I started doing, even if I'm easy, even after I'd been drinking for, I don't know how to say this Tyler, but if it was one in the morning after I had been drinking for 15 hours and, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to look up some stats. I made a bad post that I shouldn't have about Georgia and you know, where, and if you don't do this, you should sit down. If you had ball, shouldn't have made the post. It was dumb. Deserve all the flack I got from it, whatever. But also, the stream of consciousness at 2 a.m. was also like, listen to these stats. Will Anderson had 12 hurries. You know that Georgia, we should get in that game next. You know that Georgia had 292 yards rushing and 208 of it was before contact? Really? That's insane. That like that's a that's a that's that's 71% of your yards came before contact in an SEC football in the deep south's oldest rivalry. I was like. Blown away by that, but yeah, I was I was doing some tweeting late night. Um, yeah, some of these stats, but I, there, I will say there was there was. Let's get into the George Auburn game, right? Yeah, I mean, so I was watching this game with some of my neighbors who are Georgia fans. They are, and you're, you're gonna be shocked by this. I'm not trolling them. It's just they they don't want Stetson anymore. Nah. Yeah. Wait, why? Well, you know, that first half wasn't impressive. It wasn't. Wasn't impressive last week against Missouri. Is that Stetson's fault? Eh. That wasn't well, I and I'm genuinely asking. That wasn't my that wasn't my takeaway. But yeah, I, also, I mean I, I yeah, like uh <laughs> No, I, I think some Georgia fans do love and I it's good to see I think that's Diddy in the chat there. I, I think I know this guy. I don't know. I don't know how he showed up in here, but that's good. Um Stetson. I I don't feel like most Georgia fans don't love Stetson. They love him for what he did for them. But yeah. I don't know. I, I I wasn't getting the the good vibes. Okay. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Diddy's in the chat. Who's Diddy? Uh, just guy I know. Eric, big big dog Eric? fan. Yeah, it's Eric Whitworth. Okay. Um, Stetson is like Phoenix on mood stabilizers. <laughs> Fucking Benihana. What is wrong with you? I might have to unblock you on Twitter. Um, okay. Also, I'm, this is, I'm, I'm going to say this as a compliment. I'll, I'll use it as a compliment for Georgia. I was going to say they're unrelated, but it's a perfect segue to again, talk about how I was, I was impressed with Georgia yesterday. Talked to my buddy Grant Tall. He was not, um, he is the most critical Georgia fan I know. And, and I love him to death for it. But, um, but I, so do you know what Bo Nix's numbers are since the Georgia game? Just, I'll, just give me a total touchdown to, to INT ratio. Since the George game. So you're talking about at the end of his Five Auburn games. and now at Oregon? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Just, just since game one against, yeah. Oh, oh, since the I thought you were talking about Georgia-Auburn last year. No, I'm talking about Georgia-Oregon this year. Um, I would say he probably has 12 touchdowns, one interception. 20. 20? 20 touchdowns. He's averaging four touchdowns a game. And one interception. He put up 265 yards yesterday in the air. He put up another 70 rushing. 
He had he had an 80% completion percentage and he had three touchdowns all on the ground. Now, wow. a lot now this is this is an argument that I hate people. Listen, I'm going to say this as Bo Nix is a good quarterback now. Bo Nix has gotten to into a situation where he has people that believe in him. People are critical to him. His daddy's not watching the games from from like, you know, the in like the a seat in the end zone he used to score touchdowns in. Um I think that says a lot to how good Georgia can be when they fire on all cylinders like they did in that first game. I really do. You're going to have other people that are going to also say, like, well, it's those Pac-12 defenses. I Maybe the truth is somewhere in between. I thought Georgia did they, Georgia did something yesterday that I've hated Todd Munkin for doing several times. And what he's done is he's done this the past, I want to say, three weeks in a row. And I could be wrong. It could be even, even longer. But – he has tried to establish the run with so much like stubbornness is the only word I can think of to describe it. Like he is, we're going to fucking run the ball. We're going to fucking run the ball. And I don't think that Georgia's strength, and I still don't, I don't think their strength is running the football. I think they kind of need it. And I think they feel like they have it. They have to do it as an identity. Right. But I don't think that's their strength as a team. I think, I think their strength is through the air I think McConkey is in a little bit of a, a a slump with some of his drop passes and stuff like that. Now there are people that like you know like the team didn't look great yesterday. They put up 500 yards of offense and beat beat a rival by 30 by 30 points. They covered a 29 and a half point spread. They held Robbie Ashford, who just put up 337 yards passing on LSU. They held him to 4.3 yards per attempt, which is insane. Um, you know. Now Auburn did score in the fourth quarter, which is almost unheard of at this point. With Brian, uh, with they went Brian over their Harson. team total of nine and a half. They did, they did. But you know, I thought this was something yesterday where you saw Georgia come out, roll up their sleeves, and say, "We're going to run the football. We're going to impose our will." And they did, and they did. I like, I as as of what I'm seeing right now, this is without Ad Mitchell, your best receiver. Um and still looking a little disjointed in the passing game at time. Um, okay, hold, like, hold on. Before I make this point, Zach Woodhurst brings up another point, and it's actually what I meant to bring up at first. It's not – it's no, Marla, you're correct, but we had to change it to a gap scheme to get the run going, and I think we're better without running the ball with Milton. Kendall Milton is not your running back. He's not your starting running back if you're Georgia. Bottom line. I don't know who needs to hear it. I don't know if we need to get – Fucking monk. What I hear, here. his dad needs to hear it on Twitter. His dad does need to fucking hear it, and he <laughs> like, like that. Honestly, I might not like. I might dislike Kendall Milton's dad more than I dislike my own dad at this point, <laughs> just from following him on Twitter. But, but like, Dejon Edwards is your is your running back. He's he's RB one, and I yeah. loved I loved what I saw yesterday from Branson Robinson. I loved it. Like. Because McIntosh is a good back, but McIntosh is like your James Cook of this year, where you're going to get him out of the backfield. He's not as good as James Cook by any means, but that's who he's right. Like that's that's you know what's happening here. Um, I, I I thought there was I thought there were so many positives to take away from this game. Lab McConkey with the with the punt return at one point, so you got to get it done. Even though you missed a field goal, you're kind of getting it done in all three phases. Defense looked good at times. I didn't see a lot of bend bend and break. One thing that was terrifying to watch. Robbie Ashford is one of the top. He's one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the country. He's fast. He probably runs like a four four. Maybe I'm you know. 
he could not get outside to avoid pressure and evade the rush because he couldn't outrun Georgia's linebackers and D-linemen. Yeah, he uh... – I feel like every other pass I watched him throw was going out of bounds, just throwing it away. Yeah. Roll to his right. Fire. It's it the old Bo Nix. Yeah, yeah. Roll to your right. Fucking throw a ball five yards out of bounds. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, not unnecessarily or not necessarily like an unexpected score there. I thought the way it got there with Georgia, you know, not really running away with it until the fourth quarter. I mean, they were always going to win the game, but, you know, it was 21 nothing or 21-3 at the end of three. So it's not like it was that bad of a score. It ended up being 42-10. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just interesting to see Georgia's offense right now. It's just a little, I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to say this, Georgia fans. I'm going to say this, and you can feel free to get mad, and you can – listen, I build you up, and I don't even feel like this is breaking you down. This is just from what I have seen – even with last night. And I will say with Bryce Young, because I've seen Bryce Young in more games this season than I have A.D. Mitchell. And, and what I mean by that is I, I picked at the start of the year, I think Georgia is, is going to be, by season's end, the best team in the SEC, and I think they will play for a national championship against Ohio State. I think Ohio State wins that game. I've said it since day one. I don't think that Georgia is better than Alabama right now. I just don't. I don't see I like I've with seen, Bryce. With Bryce. Yeah. I don't know if Bama's top four in the SEC without Bryce. Or no. top I don't think they beat Ole Miss. I know they don't beat Tennessee. I know they don't beat Georgia. Throw in somebody they you know, you escaped with the win against Arkansas. I just I don't I don't see it. <laughs> um thank you, Eric Whitworth. You know what? We've come it's full Diddy. circle. It's Diddy. Diddy. I appreciate that. No, I, I, <laughs> I you know, I think that, um, I think that those two teams are, well, I mean, we, we talk about it more than anyone. That's my own fault. But like, there's a, there's a real, there's a real chance that the, that the end of the season with the, what we're seeing right now, that the end of the season if I would have said this to you in August, you would have been like, shut the fuck up, Chris. But I'm saying it to you now, and I don't think it's that far-fetched. If I tell you a scenario where Tennessee is in Atlanta for the SEC championship, and they're waiting to find out who they're playing in Atlanta, and it comes down to rivalry weekend, and they are waiting on the winner of one of the most fierce rivalries in all of college football, and whoever wins that, faces off in Atlanta and I'm not talking about the iron bowl. I'm talking about the egg bowl. Yeah. That's a, that there's a path for that. And it's not that far fetched. That'd be weird to see a Mississippi state, Tennessee SEC title game this year. I know. <laughs> or, or, okay. This is a good point. Somebody, somebody brought this up. Um, no, shut up, Zach. I wasn't bringing up the missing receivers. Fuck you. I love you. I don't mean it. Um, here's a good question. If UGA loses and they go 11-1 to Tennessee and Tennessee gets to the SC Championship game, beats Alabama, finishes undefeated, do Tennessee and UGA make it to the, the playoff, in your opinion? All right, go over that again. No, 
I said it once, and you should have been fucking paying attention, and I'm tired of doing this with you. Go over that again, please. <laughs> so, let's say Bama finishes. Biddy, what does Bama have to finish in this scenario for you? Um, so, Tennessee beats Georgia, right? I don't know what the okay. score would be, and maybe that's in your answer. Tennessee beats Georgia. Georgia finishes 11-1. Tennessee goes undefeated. Mm-hmm wins the SEC championship game against Bama and is undefeated, right? Does Georgia get into the playoff at 11-1? So, so Bama would have lost to Tennessee twice? Bama would have had to – yeah, they would have had to lose them twice, yeah. So, Bama so Bama, would that, would, that would eliminate Bama, which yeah. makes sense. Right. Yeah, so then if yeah, you're yeah. looking at, a, at an SEC at large, then it would definitely be Georgia at that point. But – Unless, you, but do you think, like, as of looking at the field, I don't think they make it in the field right now because I don't think the SEC gets two teams in. I think there's a lot to decide still on that. I mean, it, you know, if Tennessee beats Bama this weekend, that's going to get really interesting really fast for yeah. sure. I don't know. There's a lot, Listen, man. Like, Ole Miss, right like, look, they, they beat Bama. Vandy struggled, or they struggled with Vandy for the first like three quarters of that game. That was crazy. Then they really turned it on. I was hammering Ole Miss money line. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's there's a lot to play out still. I mean, we're halfway yeah. through the year now, and there is not – I don't think there's a ton decided stuck, right man. now. There's not a ton decided right now, which is fun. Okay. Because we went into the season thinking, oh, it's a foregone conclusion. It's Ohio State. It's, you know, maybe Clemson, probably not. Um, and I, then it's Georgia and, and Bama. Can I also say – just because, listen, like, I feel like we're playing with like, like house money right now. It we, I like this eight o'clock start much better than eight thirty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. We should just do 100%. this from now on. Yeah, it's better for sure. Okay. Okay. We got we still have other games to get to, and I, I have a. Oh, we got one call on this. Oh, here, here, go ahead. My bad. Hey, T. Huck and um, the old fashioned rivalry or the South oldest rivalry this weekend was terrible. Uh, was there in person was probably one of the worst games between them. And the score is probably the most deceptive score I think I've ever seen. Um, Chris will call me a Georgia pessimist, but um, when the score is 21 to three headed into the fourth, and then your biggest play is a 64 yard run from Stetson after a snooze fest all night long. Um, not sure that there's all that, not sure why, Georgia keeps sleepwalking through these games, and I think if they continue to do that, they're in for a really, really bad awakening when they play Tennessee. But, um, you know, if Ashford could even hit a barn, not even the broad side of it, that whole first quarter is different. Just curious what y'all's thoughts are as uh, the dogs seem to be pretty underwhelming and have seemed to lost all of that momentum they had from the Oregon game in the first two games of the season. I don't know I, him, so I don't know if he's a pessimist, but, I mean, what he said was not untrue. Okay, so here's the deal. Grant is one of my best friends. I love him to death. One of my favorite people. We used to we used to just have a – we would go out on a Saturday night in Milledgeville, get real real drunk, go to Golden Pantry. He's the first person I ever bought gizzards with. That sounded romantic. I didn't mean to sound like that. Um, and then we would just watch To Catch a Predator all day on Sunday, nurse the hangovers when it wasn't football season. It was a lot of fun. Um, but Grant is one of the biggest pessimists, I think, of Georgia. So I think I think part oh, of it's in true. the chat saying yes, I am. Yeah, 
And I love that about him because it's like it's refreshing sometimes to to hear um, from you know from Georgia. But I, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, there's there's so much time left in the season. I think I like what do we know at this point versus I, now? I will say, just interrupting my own thoughts again. It was six games in last year that I knew and was very confident. Georgia was the best team in the country and going to win the national championship because the way they played against Kentucky. I don't have that this year as much. Yeah. So Uh, Um, you want to briefly talk about Missouri, Florida before we end with uh, Kentucky, South Carolina. No, we're not ending. We're not ending yet. We have, we got something else to talk about. Suck it, bro. Okay. Strap the fuck Uh, in. Uh, so do no, I don't want to talk about Missouri, Florida because I don't give a shit about Missouri, Florida. It looked like a snooze fest of a game. I didn't see any of it. I apologize, Florida fans. There's not anything negative about you guys. I just, you know, like it's it's kind of weird. Is it weird that that Florida and is it our fault? Maybe it's our fault that Florida's not getting any any kind of recognition. Like I just feel like Florida's like just you know they don't deserve. They didn't deserve to win this game. I didn't see that. Oh, I didn't know that. Anthony Richardson had 66 yard passing in this game. That's um, they had 60 yards of offense at halftime. What they? Yeah, they threw. The only reason they won, they threw a pick. Uh, Missouri threw a pick six, and then Missouri also threw a pick uh, like inside the red zone going in in the third quarter. And that and like other than that, like Missouri was better than Florida. Wait, what? Yeah. They were up 10 nothing. Oh wow. Oh wow. It was 10. I saw it was 10 to 10. Yeah. That's okay. I didn't know all that. I mean, look, I this has been a close. I I venture to say Missouri Florida's a bit of a rivalry at this point. Florida gained 200. Okay, now here's the other thing. I'm going to try to say something positive here cuz we don't do a good enough job of it. Look this. at those receiving yards by the receivers. Justin Shorter was the leading receiver with one catch for 20 yards. Yeah. Yeah. How's that possible? I mean, dude. Wait, how many offensive plays did they run? Dude, how about the one guy that's uh, the only guy that had two catches was uh, Henderson. He had eight yards. I am blown away right now. Also, Xavier Henderson just sounds like that guy's the best athlete on the field. Um, anytime you can spell Xavier X Z, yeah, that's a good move, huh? Because it's kind of like you want people to say Xavier because that's maybe how you say it, so you just throw the Z in instead of makes it more obvious. Yeah, my mom used to make fun of me because I would say Exiver instead of Xavier, and I was like, Mom, I'm eight, I'm just watching like, yeah, this like March Madness, so just stop making fun of me. Um, also, she still makes fun of me for saying when I I used to call the movie The Fugitive the Fugitive, but I was like, That's weird, I was six, okay, well. Yeah, you, you know what? You know what's even weirder? Maybe don't let your son go see a rated R movie. Patty Sue, Harrison Ford. You know what I mean? Nobody should see a Harrison Ford movie at that age. Well, I disagree with that. He had some <laughs> classics. Um, Harrison Ford. Like what happened? You know what's funny about? Real quick. You know what's funny about Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford is like this. Like like he was like low key. This like you know he was Indiana Jones. He was he was the president on Air Force One. Fantastic movie. He was the fugitive. He is such he was a bad in Star runner. Wars. He was in Star Wars. I've never seen Star Wars. I obviously yeah, forgot yeah. that one. He is such a bad runner. He's like, he runs like the fucking behemoth from Happy Gilmore. It's a terrible runner. 
Anyway. Um, we did get a voicemail that has to do with Florida. It's got to be our guy. It's not. He, he didn't, he didn't come this week. What the fuck, bro? I know. Oh, it was right, because I fucked up last week. T-Huck, Marlers, Andrew DiGiacomo. Shout out to T-Huck a couple times. I've got some uh, shout outs on the podcast. He's actually said my last name correctly. Uh, not really a shit talking call today. More of a uh, proud dad moment. Uh, dropped my six-year-old son off at kindergarten this morning. Uh, we're walking up to the front door. He's wearing his purple LSU shirt because that is his class color on Wednesdays. And he sees a woman wearing a Florida Gator shirt. He looks her dead in the eye and he says, go Tigers. Keep it up, boys. That was on a Wednesday. That, he called mid midweek on that one. I so love that. I, I, I threw love that it. in Yeah, there. guys, also, if you're having a bad week, call in. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm... I'm wondering if we could take live calls through this, but yeah, we can. That, that might be a little. Well, we could, but I don't know if we could get it to come through the air. I'd have to figure that out. But if we can figure that out, we should do that one day. We should just do a live show once a week. What a crazy. What? Anyways. Oh, we're doing a live show right now. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. What is that? It's the fucking ESPN. What's going on here? All right. All you right, watching I'm the listening. Mets game? No, not at all. Okay, so. We talked about the Mizzou, Florida. Sorry, Florida fans, we're not getting more in depth. I guess sorry for Mizzou fans. But one positive I want to say about Mizzou: we saw this against Georgia. We saw it again this week. They have really, really done a good job turning that defense around. Oh yeah, really done the a good job good. turning that defense around. Um, okay, guys. Also, if there's something in, if there's something in the uh, from Saturday that we missed, the game that we have not brought up, because you guys are killing it in the chat right now. We're just fucking awesome. Like the comments yeah. section's crazy. Um, let us know and we'll bring that we'll bring that up uh also if you have any big picture questions or something like that i want you to throw them out there because i have one for tyler after this um south carolina kentucky's the last game right from the sec yeah yeah we're not gonna talk about tcu kansas right even though we that was a fantastic game though it was i'm sure you didn't get to watch it because you were taking the bus ride but it was a great game and kansas they're like you know I don't know if he's going to win the Heisman, but like Jaylen Daniels, yeah, yeah, he got injured in the middle of the game, and they still their backup was killing it. So yeah, uh, another really game. game that we touched on beforehand. USC, I'm sorry, UCLA, yeah. Utah, UCLA's UCLA. legit, huh? Yeah, it took them out right. They won yeah. that game again. Yeah, hell yeah, dude, they're good. DTR, like that guy. Yeah, he's fun. He and he passed. Um, I think Darnell Washington should probably keep it. He passed uh, Brett Hundley for most quarterback or for most uh, touchdowns all time. Another fun fact from a team that we brought up earlier, we didn't bring up enough about probably, like like always. Oh, Sarthak Sharma brought up a good point earlier in the Facebook group about through their first however many games or seasons. You know that Sam Pittman is 15 and 14 as a head coach at Arkansas. Uh, Mike Leach is 16 and 14, just beat him, uh, beat the brakes off of him um, in that game yesterday. Of course, we don't hear as much. Like as as charismatic as Mike Leach is, he's not as charismatic as, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, as as uh as I'm sorry, as Pittman. So that's probably why. But also, fantastic job from Leach early on. I mean, like we talked about it before the season too. They had 17 starters returning. You got a, a year three quarterback. Do you know that Will Rogers could stay for another two years if he wanted? Why are we talking about Mississippi State again? I don't remember. I forgot. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh, because he set a record for 946 <laughs> completions. It's an all-time record in the SEC. Okay. Yeah, my bad. Um, okay. <laughs> so, anyway, 
but Utah gets beat, so they're out of the playoff hunt, right? Yep. Um, and and UCLA still on it now. Well, let's talk about the Kentucky South Carolina game, and then I want to come back to that. So remind me to come back to that. So I want okay. to get I want, and you can start thinking about it now because I know you're going to ignore and not, not listen to what I say about this game anyway. So I want you to start thinking about your top ten. Okay. All right. So USC um, and Kentucky. This was a game that I had Kentucky picked to cover. I did not know the Will Levis thing. I didn't know his status. I also did not admittedly think it was going to be that big of a deal either way. If he didn't play, turns out I was wrong. Uh, It was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. I was impressed for this for a lot of reasons. The main reason is Kentucky has beaten South Carolina like, I think eight out of the last nine years or something, right? Um, it has been very tough, very tough in this rivalry. And Mark Stoops has owned South Carolina, just to put it mildly. Side note, really fucking mad at myself for not remembering to bet the first half under because it would have been at least 20 points, like all unders are in the, in the first half. And mm-hmm. these two are the, are, the, are the slowest starting teams in the country. I brought that up a couple weeks ago about Kentucky. I said my biggest concerns for Kentucky are the fact that your offensive line is shit and they don't run the football well. They ran it for a season high 121 yards. Chris Rodriguez had 126 of that. Um, But they don't protect the quarterback well at all. And they gave up six sacks to South Carolina. That is tough to do. Um, Six sacks. And so... You know, uh, the other part is you had an interception. Wait, I'm sorry. You had an interception. I don't think. Oh, yeah, of course they did. Of course they did. They also had um, a loss. Another fumble. block punt. Yep. And Kentucky fumble with Chris Rodriguez, who fumbles all the fucking time. All the fucking time. And it blows my mind. So I, you know, you have two turnovers again. It is your 11th game out of your God. Oh my Jesus. God. I don't get it. I don't know what to do. It's your 11th game out of your past 12 where you have at least one turnover. I understand Will Levis is out. And I think that is a huge contributing factor as to why they lost. Probably the reason why they lost, but you have to give credit to South Carolina for going on the road. They scored first. They came out of the third quarter, scored 10 points to go up double digits on a ranked Kentucky team that was a top 15 team going into this game with only one lo- or with one loss. And now you look up and South Carolina has got three wins in a row. They were able to run the football with Marshawn Lloyd, which I thought was really impressive. And I, I think that Shane Beamer is my favorite coach in the SEC. Really? You know why? Cause he makes TikToks. No, that's one of the reasons why he, it took me this long to admit that I liked him this much. Um, <laughs> He's a little bit of a of a diva and a little bit emotional at all times, which reminds me of someone I know on this podcast. Yeah. And it's not you. you. <laughs> so he does he said this thing in this post-game interview. He's like, you know, it's not lost on me that two years ago today they announced that I was gonna be the head coach of South Carolina during this game. And he's like fighting back tears and, and Cole Cuba's like, Hey man, it's cold, I'm ready to go. Um I, I thought it was an impressive win from South Carolina. I thought, you know, and I think Kentucky. He also did you? He went on with that with um, with uh, Spencer Rattler. What he said. Like, it's also not lost on me that uh, this 
get this day last year, Texas, Oklahoma is the day that he lost his job at Oklahoma. And now today, this Texas out there, 49, nothing, whatever. I don't think he mentioned the actual score. Where he's okay. like, yeah, it's just, uh, he's like, it's just ironic or something like that. I'm probably way misquoting it, but it was, it was somewhere to that. Yeah. So good win for the, for the Cox. Gotta say it. Yeah. 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 I agree. Uh, we did get one voicemail for this. Oh, okay. Play it. Chris, T Hawk, David Carter. Uh, love David. I have to say, uh, my Gamecocks played a great second half. Uh, still unsure of just how good we are. I mean, it's a quality top 15 win, but I think we still have a lot of questions on offense. Uh, excited for the team to get the win tonight. Excited to see why the, Coach Beamer does. I mean, this is where we're, we're going to find out whether or not we can build on this or not here in the coming weeks. So, as always, love the show. You guys are always great. Hope you all have a great weekend. And, hey, cheers to the SEC. He's such a good dude. He's nice. such a good fucking dude. Um, okay, so that's the SEC slate. I know nationally there was a couple of things that happened that we just touch on just to, um, just to touch on them. Just touch, just a little touching, little touch, okay. little. Yeah, let's go. Let's move on. Little touching. Whoa. Little, little, little touching. Y'all. You sound way better when you're closer to your mic, by the way. Oh, do I? Yeah, I didn't even. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> should I be talking into it like this? I don't know. I mean, I don't know about that, but touching. Josh, Josh Pate, Pate says it's October. It's Locktober, bitches. But see, here's I'm gonna have to do it like I'm gonna do this the whole time. So even well, the video is gonna. Yeah. Is it too close? Too close. Yeah. Is it? I would just go back to what you're doing before. Okay. All right. So here's the thing I want to bring bring up. Just going from around the country. Big week four. Um. Interim coaches. Wisconsin got a win, forty-two to seven, with Jim Leonard as their interim coach. Um, Jeff Collins replacement, Brent Key. Is two and zero at Georgia Tech. Yeah, that's Pretty fair. Impressive. Yeah. Um, I'm missing two. Arizona State got a win over over a, a Washington team that, away from home, looks a lot different than they did in those first games. Of, uh, you know, up there and wherever the James fuck Madison's were. ranked. Are they ranked? About, James Madison is like a really good program. This is their first year in FBS, isn't it? I think so, and they've like. They've done. They've always been really good in like FCS. Like they are, they're the best program in the state of Virginia. <laughs> yeah, they are probably. Well, they already beat Virginia Tech. Head up, I think. <laughs> Fucking Jeff Williams said seven people saw Tech win. <laughs> no, that was uh, Old Dominion. That was Old yeah. Dominion. Yeah. So James Madison ranked obviously in the FBS polls for the first time ever, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska won against uh, oh that. Fucking Memphis Houston game, by the way, was a bad way to start. Uh, I had I had Houston. Did you? It's great, it's great, great game for me. Good for you. Um, um okay. so, so you were asking my top ten. Well, hold on, real quick. I want to see. Did you see the thing with Dion? I did. Thoughts on that? I think that a lot of people hate Dion. Yeah, I didn't know he did all the shit beforehand, where he was like, he like, if you saw the coach's press conference afterwards, he's like, he, yeah walk through our fucking offensive huddle. Yeah. We took the long way to get to like the sideline. They were playing at the, on his, on his like official game day attire. He's got at coach prime on his back. 
That's fucking stupid. I'm just saying, like, everyone wants to be like, oh, Florida State fucked up not hiring Dion, or like Auburn should hire Dion. I, I don't think it's as big of like a layup as you think it is. Like, no, it's I, not. I, I don't know. Like, I, of course, there's, there's, he's going to recruit wherever he goes, but like Jackson State, like, barely has running water in their program. Like, yeah. it's not exactly run very well. And he pisses off a lot of people on his way. I just, I don't know. That's fair. Um, oh god, he's not swag. Uh, yeah, I don't understand what that means. Okay, so this is this is the one thing I want to close out on, and then we'll do, like I said, the upcoming shows this week. We'll have the preview show for week seven. Did you like doing that on Thursday? Did y'all like that on Thursday? Yes, yeah, Thursday better than Wednesday. I don't know. I always yeah. figured Wednesday would be better. Dan's all right. We had yeah, Dan, Dan's long. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. All right. but real quick, give me your top ten. All right, I, I think the actual top three is probably how I would flip. I'd probably go Ohio State one. Mm-hmm, same. Georgia two. Oh. Bama, Bama three. Tennessee four. Clemson five. USC six. Then I'd go Michigan seven. Michigan didn't look great against Indiana. Um, Road game. I'd, pro- I'd probably go Ole Miss then at eight. Um, UCLA nine and TCU ten. I hate that we don't disagree more. It's stupid. All right, is we'll you have the exact top, top ten? No, no, it's close. I have uh, a, I have Ohio State at one. Bama with Bryce is better than Georgia, in my opinion, at this point. So I have them at two. Okay, they play okay. better in both sides of the ball. Um, UGA three, Tennessee four, Michigan five. Ahead of Clemson because I think they're. Mm-hmm. Even though their resume is not great, I think they're better than Clemson. I would take Clemson at six. Um, Oklahoma State at seven. I will admit that I put them there without knowing anything about them. I just know that they're undefeated and they're playing in the Big 12. Uh, Ole Miss well, they play eight. TCU next week, so that's... that's I mean, this upcoming week? Yeah, at so TCU. We're, so we're talking about three, two top 10 matchups, three top 15. Yeah, you got UCLA at Oregon, which is going to be fun. You got Penn State at Michigan, which is a good one. USC yeah. at Utah. Tennessee at Alabama. That's all this weekend? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Clemson um, at Florida State, which, I mean, look, Florida State's banged up right now, but that's I think that's going to be a tough environment. I mean, Clemson's a seven-point favorite right now. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's kind of crazy. All right. Yeah. Uh, Penn State at nine, and I have UCLA at ten. If you notice, I don't have USC in my top ten at all. I don't think they're that great. Um. That being said, we'll get out of here because we have to, uh, but I wanted to make one more announcement. On top of that extra show we're going to do this week for the pod, uh, last week I made my debut on local Atlanta radio on 92.9 The Game on Tuesday night. Um, Pretty cool opportunity. Had a blast doing it. And this Saturday, I was given the opportunity, or I'll say I'll earn the opportunity, um, to host a college football preview show for four hours Saturday morning from eight to 12. So what? this Saturday, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. There's been some pretty cool things going on. So if you're in Atlanta and you're in the car, you know, I'm not gonna make you turn off game day if you don't want. Um, but if you're in the car, tune in 99, the game four hours from 8 AM to 12, 12 noon this Saturday, we'll be doing a college football preview show on air on live Atlanta radio. And I'll be, I'll be hosting. Dude, I had no idea. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, I, for once, I kept something close to the vest. 
<laughs> that's great, man. Yeah. Congrats. That's awesome. Thanks, dude. I appreciate I'll it. I'll tune in. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, hey, we went long tonight, hour and a half, but it was a lot of fun yeah. stuff. Um, big week coming up. Separation Saturday. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> all right. For Chris, I'm Tyler. We'll see you guys later. Thanks, guys.